you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. With the previous episode focusing on magic and the differences between black magic, which focuses on the physical, and white magic, which focuses on the spiritual, it got me thinking about the right-hand path and the left-hand path. Now, when it comes to spiritual practices, especially those that involve the use of magic, that is to say, a practitioner is consciously performing these operations, it is quite common to hear practitioners either following the right-hand path or the left-hand path. And, for the most part, many follow the right-hand path. But then there are others who choose to follow the left-hand path. And because the left-hand path is perceived as an uncommon one to follow, it has, unfortunately, gained a bad reputation. As a matter of fact, many, when they first hear the term the left-hand path, they might automatically imagine demonolators and or Satanist engaging in dark and heavy blood rituals that involve human and or animal sacrifices, or people who are wanting to cause nothing but absolute pain and or harm. But, as you guys might already suspect, that is not the case. To put it quite simply, both the right-hand path and the left-hand path have the same objective, It is to reach greater wisdom, higher consciousness, and ultimately, illumination, so enlightenment. And therefore, the objective is the same, but the road, the path there, is quite different. You see, the right-hand path focuses more on rules and on worshipping some higher force, They are community and group-oriented, and it's often associated to a submission of a religious authority to reach a spiritual state equal to a religious figure, and or to follow the footsteps of a particular role model. The right-hand path seeks to merge themselves to become like God, to obtain Christ's consciousness, per se. And in a way, you can say that they abandon and or ignore our physical reality in pursuit of a spiritual one. It is a world-denying perspective. And on the other hand, no pun intended, the left-hand path 
is much more individualistic. They are more concerned with self-development and self-analysis, self-empowerment. They are more concerned with the world, with the material and the physical. And this is done to reach higher levels of consciousness by appreciating all the pleasures of the world. It's a world-accepting point of view. They are certainly interesting concepts because whereas the right-hand path wants to merge with divinity, wants to merge with God, the left-hand path wants to become God, but not in that egotistic sense. It's important that I stop you guys right there and then from thinking that because that only leads to more misconceptions about the left-hand path. All right, so we've established that both the right-hand path and the left-hand path have the same objective, and that is to reach a higher spiritual state of existence through the study of both magic and the occult. But now, let's attempt to define what divinity is. And to be honest, it's difficult to put into words because we're talking about something beyond average comprehension. We are talking about the most complex topic. So for that reason, and because words are limiting, how do you confine divinity into words? You can't, but I'll give it my best shot. So, to me, divinity is consciousness. That is the one and only truth. Because if the world is an illusion, then what are we certain of? Well, we can be certain of our own personal consciousness. Because, for example, let's say you and I meet in person. How do I know I am not simply imagining you? Or how do you know you're not simply just imagining me? I mean, we could go down that rabbit hole. And trust me, I have. And I have come up with some <laughs> insane hypotheticals. But anyway, I'm back on track. So the divine is your consciousness. It's our subconscious. It's the collective unconscious. It's our psyche. It's the whole thing. And so, as stated previously, as where the right-hand path wants to merge with divinity, the left-hand path wants to become it. All right, so one great example that I heard goes like this. Imagine yourself in a jungle with a certain destination in mind. The right-hand path would follow the path that's already carved and reach divinity. The left-hand path, on the other hand, would cut their way 
forging their own path and reach divinity. Which is a perfect example, I thought, because not only does it speak of forging your own path, which is what we do when we decide to work on our own self-development and we begin to self-analyze, but it also helps to paint a picture of that destructive force. So you're cutting through the jungle to forge your own path. You're destroying the jungle. Whereas the right-hand path would be more concerned with the creation aspect of divinity. The left-hand path is concerned with the destruction aspect of divinity. That infinite cycle of death and rebirth. That's part of the reason why it's considered a taboo path. You see, the left-hand path comes from a tantric Indian tradition. It's a spiritual path that intentionally seeks the face of divinity through the ugly and the taboo aspects of life. That is why many followers of the left-hand path are more likely to work in morgues where they handle dead bodies or other places of employment where it's considered taboo. Part of the journey of the left-hand path is to find God even in the lowest of places. So to briefly understand this concept a little bit better, let me briefly go over the four principles found in the left-hand path tradition. The first is the ideology of individualism. This is where one becomes the center of his or her universe. Here, one is concerned with personal, magical, and spiritual development. The second is the goal of self-deification. The main goal here is to become a god. In other words, a creator of one's own universe. And even when a practitioner works with either a deity, a demon, and or a spirit, it's not as a worship, but rather a relationship that is established. And it is done so with the aim of self-development. And in some cases, it's to embody that very nature of that deity, demon, and or spirit. The third principle is life in the here and now. And so here we focus in the physical existence. So our corporal existence in the present rather than in the afterlife. And so here all aspects are valued, even the destructive ones. And the fourth is anti-nomianism. This deals with the rejection of social and cultural norms. So here, the collective religious and cultural norms are questioned. So it's kind of like what I did when I was younger. I questioned, why do I have to confess my sins to a priest when I could develop a relationship with God and confess my sins directly with him? Right? So you start questioning the collective religious and cultural norms. And it's done in the pursuit 
of developing your own individualized ethics and for your own spiritual evolution. So the main goal here is to do away and demolish all the rules and taboos created by the exterior world in order to develop new ones, which would then be personalized because they would be found within our own conscious reflection. Even Joseph Campbell, the greatest mythology expert of the 20th century, even he spoke briefly regarding the right and the left-hand path. He said that within the right-hand path, you live as you are expected. It keeps you safe. It keeps you fixed within the context of your own world. And you may even get to live a successful life. But it's only a matter of time before you realize that you don't fit in here. And then that's when you'll move in to the danger zone, the left-hand path. You'll make your own path and follow your own bliss. And he also goes on to talk about how there are different mythologies for both sides. You see, sometimes when you're starting out in the occult, it might seem like you'll need to pick a side. You'll be challenged and you might feel like you might have to go on one road or the other. And it also might seem like these roads will never cross each other. But of course, by now you should know that that's not true. And it's also important to note that a path that rejects divinity is not a spiritual path. Because there have been many misconceptions about the left-hand path where people think and believe that it's just a bunch of atheistic Satanists subscribing to that path to seem cool and edgy. Because that is just as equally destructive as its opposite path, the right-hand path, which rejects the world and all of its shadows. There is nothing spiritual about a path that seeks earthly treasures such as wealth and or power and or lust. That deals with more of a inflation of the ego rather than a deflation of the ego. And you don't really need a path to do that. So you see, even though the concept of the left-hand path comes from the East in the Indian Tantric traditions, it wasn't until it reached the West with Christianity that we start to see the most common misconception of the left-hand path. And that is less of a method to approach the divine and more of a philosophy regarding good versus evil or right versus wrong. So, for example, rather than Satan being perceived as a necessity aspect of the divine, he is seen as the opposite of God, and it's contrary to the objective of the left-hand path. So remember, whether you're talking about the right-hand path and or the left-hand path, the objective remains the same. It's to reach enlightenment. The road to get there, however, is different. I hope this episode helped you guys see the differences between the two paths. 
and that it wasn't as confusing, but rather helped clear up certain questions that you may have had. And if it didn't, and you still have questions, or if you have any feedback, or if you have anything simply that you just want to add to the episode, you can reach me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com. And or you can friend me on Instagram at lauralavender.mb and or on TikTok, same handle, lauralavender.mb. And you guys are welcome to reach me through there as well. Also, don't forget to check out the website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com. And guys, thank you so much for supporting the podcast by listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.